525,600 minutes, 525,600 moments so dear. That's the number of minutes in a year, 12 months, 365 and a quarter days. Yes, it's every year has 365 and a quarter days. I don't know if you knew that. That's why there's a leap year with an extra day every four years. Instead of adding six hours a day every year, just add 24 hours every four years. So the full revolution is 365 and a quarter, 365 and a hook. What were you doing a year ago today? We were saying, wow, I can't believe Tom Hanks has COVID-19. Is he going to be okay? He's in Australia. Is he ever going to get home? Man, I hope no sports person gets it. I really do. Then Rudy Gobert got it. One year ago. What a year. It's exhausting. It's been a 10-year year. It hasn't been 365 and a quarter days. It's been 36,500 and three quarter days. That's what it feels like sometimes. So much loss, so much pain, so much avoidable pain, so much distress. No small irony that the big story heading into today and yesterday was another ethnic slur by a public figure. But people are getting vaccinated. Please get vaccinated because we want you, darn it, Coca, start over. 68, 69, 70. Please get vaccinated because they want you to go to games. They want you to start spending your money again on popcorn, peanuts, beer, lots of beer. No more sitting on the couch. It's time to get out there and live your life. Get to games. Give owners your money. Give movie stars your money. Give restaurateurs your money. Let's get that disposable income back into the economy. Let's let it be a whirling dervish moving from hand to hand like the $5 bill in serendipity signed by Kate Beckinsale. Well, guess what? Deep in the heart of Texas, I mean deep, deep, deep in the heart of Texas, there has been a major decision coming out. 100% capacity. <laughs> it's so perfect, right? Everything in Texas is big, right? Big land, big boots, big cattle. Now we've got big stadiums full of fans. There's a rule that came out from the governor. His name is Governor Abbott. You may know him as the governor who may not necessarily believe in COVID, believe in anything related to any sort of health crisis, but does believe in economics and freedom, freedom. He made a rule that said, we are all in 100% capacity, no problem. But follow your local listings. Check your local listings. That would have been funny if I'd said that, Coca. People wouldn't have gotten that, but that's what they'd always say in sports at the end of a game. 60 minutes coming up next, except on the West Coast. Check your local listings. So the president of the Texas Rangers came out and said, we're in. Everyone's got to wear a mask, even though there's no mask mandate in Texas. Can you imagine? You don't have to wear a mask. Don't worry. Don't wear a mask. You're good. 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 
But if you're going to go to a Texas Rangers game, you have to wear a mask. Social distancing? Nah. We're packing them in. 100% capacity. We will sell out because we have a new ballpark and we opened it last year and we didn't have any fans until the playoffs came. And then we had to share that revenue with Major League Baseball and we are absolutely screwed. We need revenue immediately. We're wasting the opening of a ballpark. Our team sucked. Our payroll's down. We're not going to be good this year, but please come to our ballpark right now. In a statement, in an interview, the president of the Texas Rangers or the president of business operations, COO, good guy, actually, invoked the name of the governor, not one time, not two times, not three times, not four times, five times in his statement. We are following the lead of the governor, Abbott. We have spoken to Governor Abbott. We believe in Governor Abbott, but we're still going to make people wear masks. Do you know that Governor Abbott has a force, a special task force that he is consulting? He was very big on that during the pandemic. I'm going to consult. It's like uh, the president saying, I'm going to consult his his scientists. Well, Governor Abbott did not consult his task force when he made the decision to allow outdoor capacity of 100% for the Texas Rangers. I wonder why. I wonder why he didn't consult them all. And he actually ignored the one who we did consult who said, "Mm, I'm not so sure this is a good idea. Why don't we just wait? We are two to three months away from clearing the pandemic. Two to three months away. We've made it this far. This is the equivalent in sports of being down eight runs in the eighth inning, tying the game, and then allowing a walk-off in the ninth. What's the difference? A loss is a loss, except this isn't sports. This is life. We have vaccines. They've been approved, however quickly they've been approved. They're being distributed, however unfairly and crazy the distribution has gone. We're this close. You can barely shine a flashlight through how close we are. And all it takes is one state to be foolish. Now, you can't enforce anything. Keep that in mind. The Rangers saying everyone's got to wear a mask. I know that when we tried to enforce open container rules at Marlins Park, don't bring in anything. God, it's such a terrible, unfriendly rule. All bags have to be clear. Nothing bigger than the size of a small, you know, eight by 10 file card, all done in the name of security, 9-11 type stuff. No, it was all done in the name of you. Please buy our concessions, buy our peanuts. When you see peanuts available on the street, As you're walking into a ballpark, we kick them off the street because they're not our peanuts. We want you to buy our overpriced stuff. It's actually normal. I'm going to get criticized for that, aren't I, Coca? For saying that we did things to get people and their money separated. Find me a business where the goal of the business owner is not to separate you from your money. Find me a business where the goal of the business owner is not to make it so the business owner profits more and you as the consumer get less. Find me a business where they put the right amount of cereal in the damn box. Makes me absolutely insane when I open my cereal boxes. I undo, which is super hard, so I just use the scissors. I used to try to pull apart the plastic. Now I use the scissors to cut it open and I look down, it's like a bag of chips. I'll take the big bag of chips. Oh my God, where are the damn chips? 
They make more money by charging the same amount, putting fewer chips in. Normal, you're going to have to buy our food. No food allowed. Wear your mask unless you're actively eating or drinking. No cash allowed. Do you know why they're saying no cash allowed? They're saying it because no cash allowed. It's safer. No, that's not why. No cash allowed means they don't have to worry about anybody stealing the cash. Do you know who takes the cash for you at ball games? Those are not employees of the team. They're employees of the concessionaire. And they're called game day employees. Game day employees are taken from a pool of people who say that they have been trained and say they're available to work that particular day, that particular series, that particular homestand. 99% of them are honest, hardworking people. 1% are criminals who will take your money. Why do you think that when you own a bar or a restaurant, you don't want to take cash? Or if you own it, you have to stay on the bar or stay in the restaurant all day long, all night long, because you don't want your cash to go up and missing or your alcohol to go up and missing, which is why they're measured pours now. It's why when you go to some bars, you, hey, can I have a plastic cup? No, you can't. You got to buy a drink. We keep track of the cup count. Do you think all of that is done out of the goodness of their heart? No, it's done to protect against fraud, protect against stealing, and to make sure they are maximizing their profit. Normal. So it's cashless now at Texas Rangers and many ballparks. It's good. It's safe. Wear your mask, please. But if you're actively eating or drinking, which you are, and you're not sitting in a pod, which you aren't because there's 100% capacity, and the task force said, how about 50% capacity? Because then there could be some level of distancing. But can you make sure the roof stays open? Yes, we can, Texas said, as long as the weather cooperates. That made me smile. 525,600 minutes. Have we changed this year? Have you changed? Have you grown? Have you shrunk? Have you aged more than 365 and a quarter days? Do you feel as though we're making progress? I guess it's a bit of a wait to see. Well, it is March. In addition to being my brother's birthday and Dan Ugglis' birthday, by the way, happy birthday, Dan and Dan. Brother Dan, player Dan, Dan Ugly's funny, really good guy. Living in Atlanta right now, I miss him. Brother living in Miami, miss him too. But in March, I associate that not just with their birthdays, it's also March Madness, which is always very exciting. It's what we in baseball always wanted to have. We wanted October Madness, and you get that with single elimination games. In a long series, that becomes a game seven in a tie series, or a game four in a four-game series if it's three-nothing, but that's boring because people assume, ah, it's already over. But in basketball, college basketball, you never know what can happen in a particular game. It's upsets galore, upset alert. Live on CBS Sports HQ, we have an upset alert. Well, on CBS, we have an entire podcast about college basketball. It's called Eye on College Basketball. It is your audio guide for the entire NCAA tournament. My friends, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, I throw that word around. I apologize. I shouldn't. I promised you I would never throw the word friend around. My CBS acquaintances, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, offer you a complete breakdown as soon as the brackets are announced on Sunday so you can actually win your pool. If you follow Parrish and Norlander, I guarantee you, you have the same chance of winning your pool as if you didn't. But the difference is Parrish and Norlander are really fun to listen to. And they do know a lot, but who's going to get the pool right? <laughs> Coca, doesn't Warren Buffett do like a billion dollars if you can fill out the entire March Madness pool? I think he may. 
Like you win a billion dollars if you can get every game right. I don't think anyone's ever done it in the history of the bracket. But if you download and subscribe to the Ion College Basketball Podcast, you have as good a chance as any. Enjoy it. Practice. It takes practice. A lot of years of filling out brackets. Takes practice to do this pod. 328 episodes we've had. Today's 328. Thank you for downloading and subscribing, for following us on Twitter, on YouTube, for hitting subscribe, for telling your friends. You're the reason why the show has grown. And we appreciate you very much. We practice. We don't edit the show, but we practice. We talk through issues. You'd be surprised how hard it is to prepare to look unprepared. You'd be surprised how much time Coke and I spend together trying to give you the best 45 minutes we can. One thing we don't practice, I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank... CBS, my agent, Jerry, my producer, Matthew Coca. I'd like to thank my family, my friends, the people who make me look young and keep my hair dark. That's just genetics, by the way. No makeup, no hair dye. I don't. And I just want to say that I will continue to be here every year and come to you as the greatest podcaster in the world. See you next year. And thank you to the Academy. Now nah, we don't practice that. I don't ever want to practice an acceptance speech for an award. I don't want to ever want to practice what it's like to celebrate winning. I didn't want to practice what I would do when we won the World Series. Do you know what I did on the last out when Josh Beckett tagged Jorge Posada? I hugged my wife. I hugged the vice chairman. We did a group hug. And I looked out on the field and I saw our players celebrating and I stopped and I took a picture like Kristen Dunst in Elizabethtown. I went like this. I took a mental photo. The New York Mets yesterday during spring training did something that caught my attention because I don't understand exactly what took place. The New York Mets, for some reason, were doing a defensive drill, which I like. Pitching and defense wins rings, folks. Pitching and defense wins rings. I like the home run, but you need pitching and defense. So the Mets do a drill where you've got to get 27 outs because that's how many you need to win a game. So there's ground balls hit, there's fly balls hit, there's attempts made by runners to steal. You have to get 27 outs. I remember game six of the World Series, I was counting outs at out 17 the last 10 outs, I counted 10 to go, nine to go, eight to go. I had Joe Buck's voice in my head. The Marlins are three defensive outs away from winning the World Series. But after the Mets got the 27th out, they rushed the field and they did like a player pile. It came out that they were celebrating like they won the World Series and they were doing a drill as though they were practicing what it would be to win the World Series. And when asked later, the players said, that's our expectation. And there's nothing wrong with practicing. There's certain things that I don't want my team to practice because I want it to be real. I want it to be live. I want it to be genuine. I want muscle memory when it comes to covering first base on the wheel play when the bunt is on. I want muscle memory to know when you want to get from first to third on a single to right field. I want muscle memory to know that you're going to get an O2 slider, so try not to swing. But when it comes to celebrating something, 
I don't want any muscle memory at all. You open yourself up to great criticism when you do what the Mets did, and the Mets know better. When they have not had an opportunity to celebrate a World Series win since 1986, why not do the 27 out drill in a day and age when everything's on camera, when everything is being discussed and talked about and dissected? Why not be more subtle? It's going to be interesting to see whether or not the Mets celebrate at the end of the season. You'll get my predictions before the season starts, but here's a hint. I do not believe the Mets need to practice the World Series celebration. I'm not sure the Indians do either, actually. I think about the Cleveland Indians a lot. I've thought about them a lot. We've talked about them a lot this offseason. You know, their owner is Paul Dolan. The Dolan family related to James Dolan, owner of the Knicks, not siblings. The Dolan family made their money in cable, cable vision. If you remember that bunch of cable companies, bunch of other businesses as well. Paul Dolan is a young guy like I am. Although I guess we have to say we're middle-aged now. I'm not, you know what? Screw that, Coca. I'm an old young guy. Maybe I'm a young middle-aged guy. I am starting middle-aged. How about that? I'm beginning to think about starting the possibility of being middle-aged. I don't know how old Paul, Paul Dolan is. He may be, we may be the same age, Coca. He may be a few years older. And he's had a deal with his nickname, not his nickname, his team's nickname, changing it from the Cleveland Indians to the, Cleveland football team. He's had to deal with trading Francisco Lindor. Paul Dolan is 62. Wait a minute, Coca, say that again, louder. You said 52 or 62? Six, no, he's not. My God, Paul, you keep going. You are in the middle of, no, you're not. You're also in the, you're at the end of the beginning of middle age and you look terrific, Paul. But you've had to deal with a lot of issues. The name, the Lindor trade, the Mickey Calloway situation, which has not gone away, and there's no sign of it going away anytime soon. You've convened more committees in Cleveland than I can possibly mention. And now you've had to make a comment <clears throat> about the Calloway situation and about your culture. He made a mistake because he sent an internal email not realizing that all internal emails, this is lesson number one when you own a team. Any email you send to anybody, any DM that you send to anyone, any private Instagram message, any Snapchat, even if it disappears in two seconds, anything is screen grabbable, shareable, retrievable, and disseminable. That's definitely not a word. Do you remember the word disseminate? Have you ever used that word, Coca? That's when you're watching a TV sports Sports on TV. This broadcast is brought to you by Major League Baseball and the Florida Marlins. Any rights to this show, any offers to disseminate must be with the written approval of the team and Major League Baseball. Remember that? That's when I would hear the word disseminate. So he sent an internal email and it was quickly shared with the media. The content of the email should have been not put in an email, it should have been when you met with your staff and it should have been when you met with your corporate sponsors, when you met with your fans. He talked about the fact that it's clear we have not done enough to build the inclusive culture that we strive to create. 
It is not our words or our intent that matter. It is our actions. And we must let our actions over the short and long term reflect our commitment to this important goal. I'm good so far, Paul. But then you're trying to cover for Chris Antonetti. I would do anything to cover for my GMs and my present baseball operations, but I'd have to be super careful if it came down to an issue of sexual harassment, when it came down to an issue not of making a bad trade or a bad signing, not of making a bad player evaluation, but when it came down to something, there's no way that any employee, including myself, is above the company, is above the brand. Chris Antonetti spoke too soon back in February when he was asked about Mickey Calloway, and he said there had never been any complaints against Mickey in his time with us, either to me or to HR. Here's the problem when you talk like that. And it was a lesson that I would teach myself and others. Don't ever speak in absolutes. Do you get the humor of that? Never say never. Do you get the humor in that? When you are asked a question, and I've told this story on nothing personal before, if I had ever been asked a question, I didn't know the answer, whether I'm asked publicly or by the owner or by anyone, my answer is I don't know. My answer is I'll find out. But if you pretend to know something you don't know, there's nothing good that can happen. You think you look good because all of a sudden you know everything? You look like crap because you're not going to know everything. You're going to say you knew everything. And then when you don't know something, you get caught for not knowing it and for lying about the fact that you knew it. There's no way Chris Antonetti knew whether or not there had been any complaints to human resources about Mickey Calloway because there had been. So Antonetti had to retract that, except he couldn't. His only comment after that, because Major League Baseball called him and said, listen here, Chris, here's the rule. Shut your yapper. I'm sorry that you want to correct the record. I'm sorry that you want to talk, but no words spoken about Callaway. Nada. So Antonetti said, I can't respond. We're in the middle of an investigation. So Paul Dolan in the middle of his email had to say, I know Chris in particular is eager to clarify his comments and apologize if they misled anyone. The reason why Paul had to put that in his email is that that was his way to give Chris a little breathing room. The end of the email, Dolan said that Please, everyone remember, if you have a problem with sexual harassment, if you have a problem with any workplace issues, please call Human Resources. If you don't want to call them, here's the number to call an MLB. Here's the contacts. Wrong message. We know this better now. MLB needs to have, and they would do this from time to time, they would send us information saying if asked about netting in your ballpark or foul balls that are hurting people or concussions or steroids or gambling or collective bargaining, here are your talking points. And here's the fine if you talk about a subject that you're not supposed to talk about. The Mickey Calloway situation and general workplace harassment is a industry-wide nationwide, worldwide issue. MLB needs to be responsible as the controlling entity of its teams to help its teams communicate with its employees and the public. And by doing that, 
you give Paul Dolan something to say in this email, something to say when he meets with his employees. And it's not, hey, if you have any issues, we want to improve our culture. But if there's any issues, just call our human resource department. And here's the number to MLB. MLB can do better. What you do is you say, here are the five ways that every team employee and every player and every game day, seasonal, every person associated with our team, here are the five ways that we are going to stop workplace and sexual harassment. And here are the five ways that you can open your mouth comfortably and safely and securely and feel as though that you are not going to get in trouble for doing it or held back or have your job taken away from you. This is the organization that we haven't contracted with, the teams haven't contracted with. This is an independent organization that you can call to vet your issues. This is an independent group within Major League Baseball who does not answer to anyone. These are the independent employees who are paid by Major League Baseball who work as a part of every single front office. You may think they're pariahs, but they're not. They answer to us at MLB, but they are right there in your office and they are right there to be spoken to. There needs to be a plan. We need to stop all of the eyewash that takes place as we try to explain away an atmosphere that is conducive to discomfort and harassment. When we come back, we're going to review a movie about a type of harassment that is equally as unfortunate as sexual and workplace harassment. And we are also going to get to Jerry Jones. We will be right back. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. 
My name is David Sampson. Thanks for joining us. You've got me. You've got Coca every day for 45 minutes. Part of what we do is review a movie every day. Yes, we do. We watch a movie. Watch a TV show. There's a movie that won Best Actress for the Golden Globes in a drama, Andra Day, in her first acting role. First acting role. She's a singer. She plays Billie Holiday in United States vs. Billie Holiday. It stars uh, Garrett Hedlund, who you may have watched in Country Strong. You may have seen him in Mudbound. Uh, it also stars Travante Rhodes, who I think I watched Coca in Moonlight, but I could be wrong, but I think he was in Moonlight. Phenomenal actor. This movie is quite troubling. Do you know the story of Billie Holiday? Because I didn't. Do you know how famous a singer she was? A black singer back in the United States in the 40s, 50s, 60s. She's got some famous songs, the most famous of which is called Strange Fruit. The most famous of which was attacked by the FBI under Hoover because this was a movie that, this was a movie, excuse me, that was the song Strange Fruit that brought to the forefront the lynching of black people in the United States and the, the generally white FBI and racist people in our country did not want anyone to think that there was any lynching going on other than what you saw with your own two eyes, other than what you read about, other than what was being spoken about, being seen, and the death and loss that was being felt by black families all over this country. Other than that, they didn't want you to know a thing about it. So Billie Holiday wrote this song, bringing it to its attention of everyone. And the government said, no mas, you're not singing that song. We will arrest you for inciting a crowd and a mob. Does that sound familiar? We will arrest you if you sing this song. If you have not heard this song, you may know Kim Kardashian's ex-husband. His name is uh, um, West. I can't remember. Uh, Kanye West. He sampled this song. Uh, Coco, what is the name of the song? Because I recall him sampling it. Coco knows it for sure. Blood on the Leaves. Thank you, Matt. So if you don't know Strange Fruit, you may know Blood on the Leaves by Kanye. Is Kanye's nickname uh, Wheezy? I must, I am such a boomer. I can't remember. Is it Easy? Yeezy? I must be thinking of someone else. Anyway, check out the song. But here's what's important in the movie. Billie Holiday was a drug addict, but the FBI sent an informant to infiltrate her tour, to catch her with drugs, to plant her with drugs, to arrest her, and to stop her from singing. The movie is uneven. The story is unpleasant. The movie is mediocre. The story is horrifying. The performance by Andre Day is captifying. The fact that our government does and did these type of things is mystifying to me. There are plenty of people who you don't need to frame. There are plenty of performers who you don't need to frame, who find a way to do it to themselves. Billie Holiday is not one of them. It is such a bad look. It's such an uncomfortable watch. It got underneath my skin. It doesn't mean the movie was great. It means that the subject matter matters. 
It's another example of an important movie to watch. So I'd like you to watch it, keeping in mind, I'm not having you watch it because of the greatness of the movie. I'm having you watch it because after the movie, I'd like you to say to yourself, how close am I in proximity to a time in our history where something like this could happen? Is it 50 years ago? Is it 10 years ago? Is it today? Holy cow, could it be tomorrow? Jerry Jones, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry, for helping me on March 11th, 2021. We were not short of topics today. We actually have way more than 45 minutes, but we keep to 45 minutes and we make choices. Some things don't make the show. Jerry Jones is making the show today because he had a press conference with Dak Prescott announcing the signing of Dak Prescott. And Jerry Jones said something that was of great interest to me and is a lesson that can be learned by me and everybody listening. Jerry Jones said when he bought the Cowboys, people thought he was an idiot that he overpaid for it. I remember that. People said, oh my God, I can't believe what he paid for that team. And he said, the truth is, most anything that I've ever been involved in that ended up being special, I overpaid for every time to the end. Anytime I've tried to get a bargain, I got just that. It was a bargain in a lot of ways and not up to standard. He was trying to say that I may have overpaid for Dak Prescott, but that's what I do. I overpay. I overpay when things are special and I'm right every time. The owner of the Marlins, Jeffrey Loria, built his fortune by being the greatest art dealer in history. There were times that he would teach me and tell me about overpaying for a sculpture, for a painting, knowing in his mind that if you are gonna deal in greatness, you overpay for greatness, you collect greatness and greatness appreciates. And what you think is an overpay becomes an underpay and a hugely successful investment. Did he buy? The Dallas Cowboys for too much money back then? Yes. How did it work out? Did Peter, Peter Angelos overpay for the Baltimore Orioles in 1993 at auction? Yes. How did it work out? Did Jeffrey Loria overpay for the Marlins in 2002? Yes. How did that work out? Do people sometimes overextend and buy a house that they cannot afford and it ends up working out? I'm not telling you that you should in your personal life go into debt, make it so that you go bankrupt. I'm telling you that when you're gonna do something, don't go for the bargain. How many times do you try to save a nickel here and there and you end up spending a quarter fixing the nickel that you already spent? And all you had to do was spend a dime initially. How many times does that happen? Ah, don't worry about the brakes to this car. Don't worry about the air conditioning in this house. It'll be fine. Don't worry about losing a team to another city. We're not gonna pay right now to keep them. Oh God, we're gonna pay more to get them back. It is a very good lesson, except it's about assets. Dak Prescott is a player. Jerry Jones is giving you a business lesson that I couldn't agree with more, but in terms of players, I couldn't agree with less. All we ever got by overpaying for players 
was overpaying for players. If you are going to be successful running your team, the way to truly be successful is to underpay for players and to have them outperform their contracts, a concept you hear me say again and again and again, whether you've got a salary of $180 million or your payroll is $40 million or your cap is $182.5 million, it doesn't matter. You've got to maximize dollars in the cap. They did it with Dak by having only 22 go against it as we talked about the other day. I don't remember which show. Dak is a $22 million cap hit. He would have been a $37 million cap hit if he had been franchise tagged. But Jerry Jones mistakenly confuses a business lesson for assets and says these players are assets. That's what he's saying by transitive property of asset. You've got to put a team together and realize that with the Cowboys, what have they won with Dak? What have the Texans won with Watson? What did the Knicks win with Ewing? What did we win with Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna? When you are the Cowboys or the Yankees and you are the lead example franchise in your sport, you're worth the most of any team in your sport, you measure your success in addition to asset appreciation by ring acquisition. And in that regard, the Yankees and the Cowboys are failing incredibly. Emotional overpayments out of fear of the player leaving is how you don't win. Overpayment in long-term assets where there is time for dips, valleys, peaks. There's an opportunity to hold that asset for a decade or more. That's the type of overpayment that will pay off in the end. Did you guys miss the nothing personal pick of the day? I'm just curious. Did you miss it? I missed it. NBA was back last night. We told you to do something. We were 31 and 20, 11 games over starting the second half, waiting for baseball to start. And we said the Mavericks have to start their second half with a decisive win over the Spurs. I had no idea that in the middle of the game that they were gonna have to announce the Spurs that they were trading one of their best players, and I'm having a complete mind blank, Coca. I want to say it's Aldridge, Demarcus Aldridge, but I may have the name wrong. I may be mixing names. It could be, thank you, it is Lamarcus. The Spurs were playing the Mavericks tight. We were giving four and a half. I was nervous. The Mavericks ended up on an 18-4 run or something in the game. Guess what? Mavs covered. We are now 32-20. and Let's keep it going. Kevin Durant... And the New Jersey Nets play tonight, except Kevin Durant isn't playing and the Nets are in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant has a bad hamstring. Kevin Durant has been out a month, but the Nets have been a championship team. They've got Blake Griffin. That's why I'm picking them tonight, two and a half over the Celtics, because Blake Griffin is on the Nets and he's playing tonight. Hold on, let me check. Wait a minute, Blake. Uh, Yes. Nope. Yes. Oh, God, he's not playing. Sorry. Blake Griffin has a knee injury. Let me see how they are going to write that. I wonder what they're going to say. I think they're going to say something like it's a some sort of left knee injury maintenance. So Blake Griffin's not available. Uh Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Blake Griffin's on the phone. Hey, Blake, how's your knee? Are you good? I don't have a knee injury. My knee's fine. My knee's great. I haven't played in three weeks. I got to get my wind back. I got to get my lungs back. I got to get my diaphragm back. I don't like when teams have to make up an injury. Just say Blake Griffin's not ready to play. But guess what? The Nets are only two and a half over the Celtics. It's a big time Eastern Conference showdown. I'm going to watch it. I think it's at eight o'clock Eastern time. Don't forget, we're switching the clocks this weekend. Spring ahead, fall back. We lose an hour of sleep. At 2 a.m., it becomes 3 a.m., which means I can wake up at 2 a.m., which is good. Nets, two and a half over the Celtics for 32 and 20, trying to go for a season best 13 over. The Nets, without Durant, without Griffin, still have Harden, still have Irving. While the Celtics are trying to save Brad Stevens' job, the Nets are a better team. I like the Nets two and a half over the Celtics. <sighs> okay. I want to talk about a, an, an update, and I want to uh, spend a few minutes to close this show talking about some things that are happening with the Myers-Leonard situation. You may have a chance. I'm asking for an hour and a half of your time today. I did... 45 minutes on Lebitard, you can download his local hour. And I'm 45 minutes today on Nothing Personal. We spent quite a bit of time talking about the Myers-Leonard situation. And I didn't really have enough time to mention this concept. Did you read the letter from Julian Edelman? He wrote an open letter to Myers-Leonard. If you haven't listened to yesterday's show, and by the numbers, all of you have, and even more. So thank you. But please, if you haven't, it's the first 15 minutes of the show. But for retention purposes, just listen to the whole thing. Thank you. That's measured by us. It matters. 45 minutes a day. That's what I'm asking for. And appreciative of. Julian Elliman wrote a letter inviting Myers Leonard to a Shabbat dinner. Shabbat dinner, that is a holiday, a day of rest in the Jewish religion. Shabbat dinner happens on Friday night. Family dinner, friend dinner, it's where you get together, you say some prayers and you reflect on the week and you get ready for your day of rest on Saturday, Friday night to Saturday night is Shabbat. So Julian Edelman, who also went public and started a relationship with a player who had other anti-Semitic comments, it was a football player. And uh, I want to say it was LaShawn Jackson, but I could be wrong, but I think that's right. And Julian Edelman offered... It's uh, Deshaun, sorry, thank you, Coca. They struck up a friendship and he, Edelman, tried to teach Deshaun about Jewish religion, the history of Israel, the culture, etc. He made the same offer in a letter to a person he didn't know, Myers Leonard. And I wanna make sure that Julian understands and that Myers understands very clearly that going on a journey to better yourself, to get more knowledge, is a step, but not a start. The start to this is not saying you don't know what the word means, or not saying that you're apologizing, or not saying you're going to Edelman's house for dinner. The start of this comes when you recognize, doesn't have to be public, by the way, it's when you close your eyes at night when the most growth happens. There's a reason why kids need to sleep and why teenagers need to sleep. There is growth that takes place when you sleep. And the moment before you close your eyes is the most important part of the day in terms of how your night's going to go. Often what you think about is what you dream about. Sometimes there's the greatest clarity you have. The first step in the start is Myers Leonard when he closes his eyes and goes to bed last night and tonight. That he thinks about why he said what he said, what made him say, say what he said. 
and not what he's going to do to undo it, but what he's going to do to make sure that the reason he said what he said changes. Often we are told that the best charity is to give people food, money, help. The expression goes, if you give someone, a, if you give a farmer a meal, you help them for a day. If you teach the farmer how to plant better crops, you feed his family for a lifetime. If you apologize for a word that you say or go to a Shabbat dinner with a famous wide receiver with the championship pedigree, you are doing public relations. You are helping yourself for a moment in time and that is all. If on the other hand, you make systemic deep down within your body changes, you are not just helping yourself, but you're helping millions of people around this country and around this world. I don't know whether or not Myers Leonard can recover from this. What I do know is that he has a long way to go. I don't know whether the Miami Heat will recover from this, except teams always recover. Sometimes players don't, but teams go on. I don't know why Mickey Arison, the owner of the Heat, has not spoken yet. I don't know why Pat Riley, the face of the franchise, has not spoken yet. I don't know why Udonis Haslam was forced to be the spokesperson, because that's what happens. The media needs to get a voice. They need to get a soundbite. And when the Heat start practicing for the second half of the season, which they did, by definition, the Heat are going to have to say something and the media is going to go to the people who are talking and it was just the players. So Udonis Haslam became the spokesperson, the true leader of that team on the court. The leader off the court has to be the owner. And when you are the owner of a team, there are some times when you're the president of a team, there are some times you can't hide. There are some times when you've got to stand up there and take it and you've got to explain it and you've got to apologize for it and you've got to make people understand it. And the Miami Heat are doing a horrific job of taking advantage of an unfortunate moment in time where it's possible that in the last 525,600 minutes that we can actually say that progress has been made, that we can actually say that we are gonna dare to be different. All of us have a chance. What are you gonna do with your next 525,600 minutes? A true wait to see. That's our show. Remember, it's always business. It's occasionally personal. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.